0: replay on sports radio 92.7 wfnz featuring the best of the best from today's conversations observations and ruminations because great radio is still fresh the second time around
1: of him throwing uh, a drink on somebody, I mean, it... it it's, it, it seems like it's right on course with, with who he has been in a lot of these situations. He, he feels like he's above the law. He feels like, hey, I'm a billionaire. I can do as I please, and there will not be any retribution. There will not be any consequence. I can I can go buy my, my old boss's house and tear it down and build a, a bigger house. I can do things and be rude, and there will not be any consequences. And in this case, I, I would assume he's right, Skip. He's yeah. right. There's not going to be a lot of consequence. Because no. financial... It's yeah. not going to do it for him. You, you, you find a man $500,000, he'll laugh. A million dollars, he'll laugh. It won't, it won't affect his bottom line in the least. So it won't change behavior even if you... Well, what are you going to do? Ban him from a game? Suspend him from a couple games? I mean, I'm sure he doesn't want to go to those games. I'm sure he's throwing drinks at people at the game. So I just don't know what you do to correct this behavior because they're in a position where it's not correctable and it's, it's habit and it's not changed.
2: Richard Sherman there. We kept Skip Bayless' part just to, yeah, uh-huh, yeah. We, I thought that would make for a happy new year for you, not to actually hear Skippy's opinion on David Tepper, but he blasted him, much, much like anybody in America is. I'm going to be, and that's from Undisputed, on uh, FS1 yesterday. Those guys were on the air, and, and uh, Richard Sherman is right about a lot of what he's saying with David Tepper. It's just the fine, like, the... At some point, I'm sure we'll get around to bone what you know maybe maybe the next hour to like what should the NFL do? What do we think they're going to do? But like, there's really no way to hurt a guy that's worth 20.6 billion dollars. Like unless you yeah. take unless you take draft picks from us, we already well, short on that. Might be those. Good, that might
3: be a good thing with some of the guys we pick. <laughs> <laughs> they might add more. They may say you guys got to pick more players in the mid rounds. <laughs> I'll say this though, where it may hurt the most, it's not in draft picks. It's not in in a fine. That doesn't matter. It's not an involvement. What's going to hurt, I think, is the reputation is already not good around the league. We've heard the report about Ben Johnson, the the Lions OC, getting intel from within along the way that it's a mess. And then it came out that Temper was taking full responsibility behind the scenes. And instead of laying low, Mac, in the time from what you fired Reich, To when you can start really having legit conversations with those employed in the league like Ben Johnson and not just go betweens, all you kind of had to do was lay low, stay out of the headlines do your work, put out your intel, offer the most money when it's time and go get Ben Johnson to fix the franchise. And now this happens where if you're Ben Johnson, you've already heard all this negative stuff internally and now you see something like this, is Tepper now going to miss out on Ben Johnson again who should
2: be his number one target because of behavior like this? That's where the punishment comes from. I don't, I, see, I think it's bigger than just Ben Johnson too. Well, yeah, yeah, I think it's all prospective coaching candidates. That's true. Head coaching candidates, coordinators. I mean, I think there's a lot of people people out there that probably already didn't want to work for David Tepper 100%. And this is just going to make it even worse. Yes. It's just so I'm with you. I think GM candidates will think twice about wanting to come here. Like what was what what was everybody it's got a Snyder like vibe or not it the does. not it does. the the harassment
3: part of that bit Snyder behavior but the internal workings and structure of an organization feels like it's a place that can you succeed? And I don't think a lot of people can feel no, that.
2: It, 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 he this adds to the no self control narrative for David Tepper, right? We already know he can't control himself in terms of getting involved in personnel decisions. Um, the report that he he was giving play suggestions to Reich and McCown when they were here. Um, you know, uh, the you know. Hey, Ron Rivera, the report that he told Ron Rivera to change his defense to a three four, and that's why Ron changed it to a three four. and it's not like he already has this reputation not be able to control himself. and then you throw this in where he literally can't doesn't have impulse control. Yeah. I mean, like what age what age do you learn not to throw drinks on others cuz David hasn't gotten to that point yet. He's not there yet on that lesson. It's just and its further embarrassment too as a fan. Like there are some fans that are saying they like the fact that Tepper's getting humiliated. And one fan said, you know, maybe this is how he learns. Maybe he continues to get embarrassed, continues to get ripped, and maybe he learns that way. And I guess that's one way of looking at it. But every situation Um, we've said that
3: along the way, though, and maybe this is how he learned. And then it comes out, oh, he took responsibility. He's learning. And every time we think he is learning and taking responsibility, well, then something else happens along the way.
2: Did that that whole story, by the way, with Diana Rossini about how behind closed doors David Tepper is is accountable, telling everybody he's responsible for most of these mistakes, did not just reek of like planning something in an article so that Ben Johnson reconsiders? (laughs) Like, that, that, that just seems shameless to me, right? Like, is he really, or do y'all just want that out there so bad, Diana Boyd? Yeah, it makes you wonder, like, right? So, yeah. But anyway, but let's just, and, and so I guess you can keep saying that. If he gets humiliated, if he gets compared to Dan Snyder and overall, we already made, we already know it made him mad when the politician at Rock Hill brought up Dan Snyder's name. I already know that made him furious. So this is the worst thing you can say to an owner. But, like, is he capable of changing, or can he not help himself, Like, can he not help himself to jump in in personnel decisions and, and, you know, stuff like that? And he also couldn't help himself when a fan, I guess, was harassing him, yelling stuff up into the owner suite,
3: you know? And if he gets that mad at the inclination that he's Daniel Snyder, what does that tell you, though? If that right there makes him that mad, that tells you, Matt, that he's got an internal struggle that he fears that his reputation might be that of Daniel Snyder. Like, it hits close to home for him because he knows. He knows that his reputation right now is might not be as bad as the the seediness of Daniel Snyder. But with Snyder gone now, it feels like he's the he's the owner at the top of that mountain right now. In all
2: of sports, sports. if if you ask us American sports fans now who the worst owner is in all of sports, my guess is David Tepper wins that poll or loses that poll, however you want to look at it. Like that's who we have running the show and he's already proved to be really incompetent so far in his career again I'm I'm praying to the sports gods every day that he thinks he self-evaluates he changes his approach but so far we have the worst record in the whole league with him as owner and then you have things like this that are just embarrassing and, 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 and like just drama that, you, it's, that, that it's, is a bad look. The whole Rock Hill thing. And it's escalating. Like, too. It's,
3: ever, it's It's always going and it's just escalating to more and more stuff. As you said, when the show began, it's always it's always, always something.
2: something. Yeah. And it's, it's very rarely anything good. Although the man did bring soccer and music. Right. No one had ever kicked a soccer ball or strummed a guitar in Charlotte before David Tepper got here.
3: <laughs> hey. You can throw drinks on people as long as you bring Kenny Chesney in the springtime. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Uh, By the way, Meg, I have a report from Jacksonville. I talked to some sources. Scott Fitterer is still frozen right now in the the box.
2: (laughs) Right now, somebody is in the press box waving their hand in front of his face. Hey, buddy, (laughs) are you okay? He's just still stone cold frozen. Sir, we, we've got to clean up for our next event here. That was odd too. That was an odd reaction. I don't see what's what? happening. I'm staring out there watching a horrible uh, play on the field. Apparently, it happened. Bitter
3: yeah, is probably like, "Hey, that was my drink."
2: <laughs> <laughs> is like, hey, I gotta get a new drink. Oh man, I tap! Uh, I was gonna finish that. <laughs> uh, what is y'all's reaction? Does this this has to make fans feel even worse, right? Like, not saying bone that going into Sunday's festivities, they anybody around here felt great about having David Tepper as their owner, but this has to just make it even worse. Right? Aww. The fact that he's capable of doing something this embarrassing, this immature, uh, it's and it's the combination too uh, of how bad
3: the team is also, Mac. That's another part of this, too. It's the disastrous team. It's an offense that was horrendous. I'm not saying this will be good at any moment in time, but it's one thing if he got into a back and forth of the fan, Mac, and the team was like, you know, had 11 wins, and he had it going in the right direction. Then it's a different discussion of, oh, you know, you can't do that, but it, whatever. But when the team is as bad as it as it is, it's this poorly run, and then you throw that yeah. behavior on top of that, it just creates this volcanic eruption of anger
2: towards. David I mean, it's just we are seen as dysfunction junction, and it just adds to dysfunction junction. Add this to the list for David Tepper. All right, so um, let's see here. What do you guys think um, in terms? Of the latest Tepper incident, a lot of you, and I'm noticing different responses, a lot of y'all see the humor in it. Um, you know, making fun of a fitter for just standing there. This guy says the emphatic spike of the cup is what did it for me. Dude was literally proud of what he just did. I think he was just like, "I'm out of here. I yeah. had enough." You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, we th- I got guys he did, he- yelling stuff at me. We assume I took care of that. I'm out of here, baby. He didn't do the icky shuffle. But, he just threw the cup. Down. But it was weird the way it just. It was a weird look. He it's, listen. Everything about him as an owner damn near has been a weird look. It really is. Um, now this texter. Um, uh, this texter says. Uh, Mac, if I if I was the fan, I'd literally be filing legal charges. Y'all don't think he could lawyer up and get some money out of Tap? I know. Oh, I would have been taken out on the stretcher. He would have made it look real bad. 100 oh, percent. Slipped on the on the drink and then fell down, hurt your neck. Showed oh, up in a neck brace. And I couldn't
3: imagine how many fake neck braces Flounder has in his closet.
2: <laughs> Here's the thing, though. You think about it. Like Florio was talking about this. Mike Florio's been all over this. ProFootballTalk.com. This is wheelhouse. Oh, owner, he loves this. Owner misbehaving in the NFL, like we're waiting on you to do something. You know, this is his wheelhouse. But Florio brought up some really good points. One of which was uh there are two fan incidents recently where fans threw drinks on other fans. They were banned for life from the stadium, and one of them got charged legally. Wow. Like if Florio, you know, was is a lawyer in his previous life, right? And he says you can this there could be assault and battery charges. There could, at the very least, be a civil suit filed. Try to money grab it on him. Like, Bone, if you go up and throw it... And, and Florio also made a great point, too. It's a paying customer of the NFL. It might not be your stadium, but everybody gets a cut, Bone. I think it's 40, 40%, right? Visitor's revenue. Yeah. So that's essentially an NFL customer. If you go in... If you get into a dispute, Bone, with someone at a cell phone store, and the person that runs the cell phone store throws a drink in your face... Like, I feel like there could be legal charges there if you want to. Like, I just so – I don't think that's crazy to say that, especially the guy knowing David Tepper's worth over $20 million. Yeah. So it's just – I don't know, man. Uh, this texter says it's another example. Did the, drink, the drink did like, hit the, the fan, right? Like, we did, don't know, yeah, that, we don't know about to, that. That
3: video is hard. It was to, just
2: kind of thrown out the window, I'm not so saying, I not I'm
3: not saying that. I'm just wondering, did it directly – do we know
2: if it directly – Made contact with the fan? No, we don't know that. Was it just in the general direction? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There is a guy, though, that stands up and starts yelling in right afterwards. Yeah. So do we assume that's the guy that was involved in this? I thought it was the guy, yeah. Okay. Um, This texter says, it's another example of rich people being entitled and knowing their money is going to get them out of everything. Yeah. I mean, I don't, generalizing is a dangerous game, but there's definitely a degree of that. And then you throw in this league, you know, like he can pay off anything, right? Like any kind of. Problem that comes up, you know what I mean. He can his money can kind of take care of it or whatever. But there also is the entitlement of NFL owners, like just in general, right? That we've seen over the years, whether it's Jerry Jones, Daniel Snyder, it's just it's a feeling of the shield's never going to do anything to me. Roger Goodell works for us, and it's just it's a good old boys club, man. And it's and the thing that sucks is too is I don't know, man. Like when. I don't know. That, then you got to ask the question: Like, is David Tepper a bad guy too? Because is for as flawed as he is, Bone, I wouldn't have said before this. Hey, I think he's a bad guy. No. I think he's flawed, and I think he's type A, and he can't control himself, and can't let the football people do do what they do. This just makes him look like a big old jerk, you know. And he's not <laughs> used.
3: He's not used to being involved in something that's going this awry either. He's now worth $20 billion. As you said, that went up to that level now. So think about his life, Mac. I know that he built himself to this point, but think about his life as an adult at this level. How often has he not got gotten something that he wanted? How often has something not gone his way? It's got to be extremely this is a, frustrating. This is a whole other level of negativity that he's never dealt with before. I'll in say terms of this part of his
2: life. It's got to be extremely frustrating because everything he touches in, in the hedge fund business turns to gold. Yep. Right? He's got the magic. He's minus Midas touch. And then you fast forward to this business, and he's trying, and he's type A, and I paid two plus billion. I'm going to try to do this. But it's just – it just keeps getting worse. So I get how why often he's frustrated. He- but, how man, often- you're the face of this team. You're the head. Like, that's the thing too, Bone. Like, fans are kicked out of the stadium, right, for life in a couple of chances. Can't ever come back watch a game. One guy got charged with a crime. Those guys are just regular fans. This dude is supposed like. We're supposed to be holding the guys that run the organizations to a higher standard than really anybody in that building. But the NFL often fails to do that. It's a
3: good point. You know? I was going to make another good point, too, but I forgot what it was. <laughs> I got I got lost in your eyes for a minute there. You want something to drink, Mike? Oh, We're back together, man. You, you want something to drink? Hey, throw that on <laughs> over here. Need a refill?
2: This texter says, as a law enforcement officer, I can confirm that what Tepper did does, does constitute assault. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it could be if if the texter wants to. This, but, but not again, the fan, but also,
3: again, I'm not trying to defend Temper, but I'm, I'm trying to counter that. Did the drink fully hit the guy? Someone got up on the, on the what are you, Temper's lawyer over here? No, I'm just saying to be, <laughs> to be fair, we're talking about suing and all this. I mean, did the drink fully hit the guy? I don't know from that video,
2: I can't, I, but he I don't know. wanted to hit the guy, he did, right? Yeah, so is that enough legally to be assault? I don't know. By the way, why does it matter? David Tepper just stroked the guy a check. It doesn't even matter. Like none of this even matters. Um, taking him away from the football team, by the way, is the most requested penalty from the NFL from Panther fans on the text line. <laughs> Here's the thing, though: Does anybody believe he would abide by that? No. That'd like, be the, could he really keep his hands out of? Like, what if? What if they suspended him, Bo, until the coaching search was over? Does anybody really think he's not involved in the coaching search? No. That would be. Mean, the, we'd love That would
3: be the next scandal. Some guy named Donald Tepper shows up. His brother. Right? Who's this guy?
2: <laughs> it's, his, it's his twin brother, Donald Tepper. Oh, oh. somebody got a guy named Donald Tepper running things around. Him. This texture says, how close are we to the NFL making David Tepper sell the team? I don't think we're close at all, right? Not you see this all it took with the Snyder thing? Oh, no. You
3: have you have to go to uh, uh, way higher levels than this to, to sell a
2: team. John no, no, no. Rowley says, can we pressure him to sell? Why does he have to give in, though? But, what, like, he's what, not going What's the pressure going to be? Sell the team, sir. Yeah. you Okay. I thought, <laughs> what was I going to do? Yeah, I mean, if he, if he wants, and here's the thing, does he, does he seem to be the type of guy that would be like, you know what, all the fans hate me, they want me to sell the team, I'll sell the team. Hell no. No. Nah. He would double down and say, I'll show you. Yeah. I'll show you and have the last laugh, and then I'll remind you in a snide remark in a press conference, once we start winning, how, how, you know what I mean? How you thought I never could do that. Like, exactly. you know, he wants that, he wants that revenge home moment on all of us that have doubted him, right? And criticized him. You know, the story goes right. A former boss, I I guess there was some sort of issue. Former boss didn't, you know, the relationship wasn't good. So then when he made a gazillions, he bought that house from the guy's ex-wife and then tore it down, built one like, you know, so much bigger.
3: You very, know. very, very petty move, right? Yeah, so very it's like, rich, that's a Richard Petty move, right so there. So you
2: think that a guy like that just gives up when no. he's struggling and he's facing criticism? Hell no, man. Mac, what oh. was
3: what was the uh, worst drop the other day? The three from Chark or the
2: guy that mishandled the drink toss from Tepper? <laughs> <laughs> we saw a lot of drops these days. I, I still think is it possible that Tepper threw a drink and some of the uh, liquid got on Chark's hands? Is that <laughs> possible? I'm looking into that.
0: Listen to Mac and Bone every weekday morning from six to ten. Replay continues with more in a moment. Only on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. The exclusive home of the Charlotte Sports Fan.
4: Life is full of things to manage your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kisimta, ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kisimta. And check out the details at Kisimta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation.
0: You're listening to instant replay on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ because great radio the second time around is always twice as nice. This afternoon on the Wesson Walker Show.
5: I don't know how many people will get it, but David Tepper is truly out of pocket right now with the way that he's been behaving. How do you throw a drink and then expect anything other than, oh, okay, he's truly lost his mind as an NFL owner.
6: I think that's a perfect song to bring (laughs) in on this this day, on this segment,
5: you hit the nail on the head. It's Weston Walker, Sports Radio, 92.7 WFNZ. Man, the texts are rolling in, as you might imagine. Lots of of faces and names that we don't usually see on the text line, and a lot of the normal ones, they're all great. We appreciate all of them. 704-570-9610. I did want to read to quite a few of them that were able to come in. I apologize if I don't read all of them, but we just got a lot. Here's one I wanted to read from an 828 number. That's crib. That's my down my way. Okay. About 10 years ago, a friend of mine slung an empty nachos holder like a Frisbee because of an awful call by the refs. Thought he was good and nobody cared. 30 minutes later, he was booted and could not come back until the following season.
6: Mm. Yep, that's how it goes for a fan, man. You get stupid like that, you win a stupid prize.
5: And I would say... An empty. If we really wanted to dig deep on what the punishment should be, I would say I would rather get hit by an empty nacho container than a drink. Then you don't think so? No, I'm just listening to you. Oh no, no. I'm, well, I saw Fiddy. I apologize. Fitty made a face. Yeah. Okay. What? What? I mean, I don't. I don't want. I don't know what kind of alcohol or drink or whatever was in the cup that David Tepper threw because he threw it held onto the cup, by the way. If we want to really break this down even more so, it was only the liquid that hit whoever he threw it at. But I don't know if it was some kind of alcohol or whatever. I don't want that on me. I'm sure it's not water. That's what I would say. So I'd rather just have the empty nacho container hit me. You don't think so, Fitty?
2: Well, I mean, I guess as long as it's fully empty, but, you know, you have some cheese that doesn't get out. One of it gets in your hair, it gets on your face. This yeah, you very uh,
5: true. If it's if it's empty enough, then that's what. But you're right. Depending on how much cheese was there. Maybe some chili. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't want the chili. OK, it, it's a good point. Depending on how much was there, you're right. But I think for the most part, I'd rather get hit by the empty container. Let's continue to move on with some of these texts. 702 number said maybe the fan was bad mouthing Eric Reed. That's why I threw the drink. We need sources from Everbank Stadium to confirm or deny. I love that text. Maybe the fan didn't like the concerts
6: he was bringing. And maybe
5: that's the case. Hey, bring somebody else. Why don't you? All right. Bring somebody that I actually like. Richard writes in fine from the NFL to David Tepper would end up just being a tax break for him. And David Tepper knows how to game the system as well as any businessman out there. I mean, creating corporations in order to, you know, be able to file for bankruptcy if something doesn't happen as far as like some kind of construction project, maybe Rock Hill might come to mind. Yeah, it would be another tax break because after all, the fine is just going to go to charity. And so when you get that little question on your TurboTax uh, uh, resume or whatever, the the TurboTax thing that you have to fill out, fill out. And it says, hey, did you donate to charity? David Tepper said, yeah, I donated to charity. Yep. How sure so? Can. No, I got a fine, but you didn't ask <laughs> how. It was just did you? Uh, we got some more names for this. The uh, Rob, the Charlotte original said, this is the Tepper Lost toss. I like that. 803. Good. A few other ones saying the Duval dump. That one's fine as well. Um, scrolling, scrolling. I've seen
6: Duval dump and Duval douse.
5: The Duval dousing. David Concord writes that one in. Uh, yeah, Jeff, the Braves fan, had a couple of texts. He said, But Tepper has given me the idea. about Tepper's drink ponchos? That would be hilarious. If everybody got in on the joke and for the last game of the season, everybody shows up to Bank of America Stadium in ponchos and they're the Tepper drink ponchos. No other fan base would have a better sense of humor than us. Yeah, that's hilarious. That would be great. Jeff, the Braves fan also says, Walker, Dave was really just pointing to the scoreboard for Scott and the drink slipped. He didn't really throw it over there. (laughs) And so, yeah, those are a couple of the excuses. I want to go back to the question that I asked before we went to break. Is he the worst owner in sports? As it stands right now, you might go to James Dolan for the New York Knicks, who is usually in this conversation. I don't know who else you'd go to. You know, Dolan is the guy that immediately comes to my mind. Anytime we have this combo, uh, anytime we have this combo, I think Michael Jordan would have been thrown up there for a lot of people when trying to figure out who is the worst owner in sports. But especially in the back half of Michael Jordan's tenure, David Tepper has turned out to be a worst owner. In my opinion, I mean, think about you're, you're talking about taking over a franchise that wasn't really successful anyway with Jordan. It's the Charlotte Bobcats, Right. So, not the first iteration of the Charlotte Hornets here. We're talking about the second. That's the Bobcats team that never won a playoff series. David Tepper took over an organization that was pretty successful at times. Like, you get to the Super Bowl three years prior. You got to the postseason 2017. And now they have the worst record of the last three years in all of the NFL. Wes, I think because of this incident and what you've seen in the last few years, I think a lot of people would point at him and say, yeah, Charlotte, they have the worst owner in sports right now.
6: Yeah, I think so, because when you take out some of the more egregious things like uh, Daniel Snyder has done, like the Donald Sterling of the world, things like that. Yeah, now that those guys have been removed, yeah, I think he might take the mantle as the worst owner, especially after this incident. There's not... Uh, many other owners that we're hearing about right now in the news, as much as him for the things going back to the athletic article and just all the coaches that have been fired, the ineptitude of the franchises. And then you add this now, as we keep calling it the cherry on top. um, I would have to give him that crown. He's earned it. All right. So, and, and Joe Person
5: chronicled this as many have, but Joe Person did this on the athletic. This is what he writes. And this is what some of the events are in David Tepper's tenure. Tepper, a hedge fund billionaire, could face a fine for his actions, but considering Tepper is worth over $20 billion, that's not really going to leave a mark. Here's what he's all been involved in. He's fired three head coaches in season in less than six years. Carolina has posted a 31.6 winning percentage, 31 and 67, and it's the NFL's second worst over that span, just one game behind the Jets mark of 30.6. The Panthers have made zero playoff appearances since Tepper purchased the team from Jerry Richardson. Tepper passed over Steve Wilks for the head coaching job last winter after the Charlotte, North Carolina native went 6-6 six and six as interim coach one over the locker room and nearly got the Panthers into the postseason. The final one, I just referenced it. He walked away from a state-of-the-art training facility in Rock Hill after disputes with Rock Hill and York County over public financing for the $800 million project. Even if you wanted to defend Tepper because South Carolina is not absolved of any responsibility or every bit of responsibility, they were trying to call David Tepper and he just wouldn't answer the phone. Just had zero interest in working with the city whatsoever. No, they could not pay for something they promised to pay for, and that's on them. But they also were trying to find a solution to the problem, and Tepper just wasn't here for any convo. I remember talking to a city council member down there, and he was just like, yeah, we just can't get him to pick up the phone. Yeah, Just zero line of communication. That's everything he's been involved in so far. That's why it's totally fair, and I think nationally, too. He has made himself such a storyline, Wes. To where it's not even just the city of Charlotte thinking that he's the worst owner, right? Because locally, we can make things a bigger deal. That that can happen all across whatever city you want to evaluate as far as their coverage goes. But even nationally... I think most people would point here and say, yeah, he truly is the worst owner in sports at this moment in time.
6: Yeah, and so also, too, going back to the South Carolina thing, you talk about it. This is supposed to be one team that's supported by two states and all the things that he's done there, not to mention taking training camp out of Spartanburg uh, as well. So South Carolina has to feel a bit alienated in this deal with all the things that have happened. Um, But from a national perspective, yeah, I don't think there's anybody close to him. He's had more just negative news come out during his tenure than any owner I can think of in recent memory. I mean, Jerry Jones, for all the criticism that he gets, you know, they've been winning football games and they've been doing pretty good. And he hasn't been too provocative uh, as he's been in in the past. So as I said, I I can't think of anybody worse right now. So here's what happened
5: too. When he has the press conference and only holds a press conference For 10 minutes after the decision to fire Frank Reich, you know, that's okay. We found a lot of the comedic value there. We also went after him. I mean, it's pretty frustrating, but we, we found a lot of the comedy. There is a lot of comedy here, but this is really embarrassing in my opinion. David Tepper is a prideful dude. I, I don't think he cares about some stuff. And people will point to him being worth over $20 billion, and that's all fine. There has to be some sort of pride disregarding the money. There has to be. I would imagine this is pretty damn embarrassing. What David Tepper has done in an extremely selfish way, by the way, purchased the team that this fan base loved following a scandal that caused a pretty beloved owner before the SI article dropped about him and used this team as his own personal playground. Like, dude, you could have just got a Madden game. And created your own franchise and did this. But instead, you were rich enough to go ahead and purchase this team. And here's how we know he's selfish. And I've gone through this multiple times, but this is a selfish act. Oh, look how much I care. Look how frustrated I am as they're I'm not okay with this. Anybody talking to me or about my team, I'm going to throw a drink on them. When we have to go back to this 2009, we have to go back to this other incident with Bud Adams doing the double bird thing. That was in 2009. That that is the most recent example that we can go to. Think about that. This doesn't happen often. And I would argue the drink toss is worse than two middle fingers being thrown at a fan base. So David Tepper now is doing something that we haven't seen in over 10 years to where we're trying to figure out what a punishment might be for an owner of a franchise. That's selfish. The other selfish aspect of this is him not... Being able to control himself when everything is going so well. We got the number one overall pick that he probably drove the decision on. We got the number one overall pick. Guys, Bryce Young is going to be the answer, and here's why. David, this ain't your press conference, my man. We were supposed to hear from Frank Wright. We were supposed to hear from Scott Fitterer. David Tepper comes from behind the backdrop telling you, this is why we're going to be successful. (laughs) Oh, Here's the thing I'm going to bring to this city, a winning quarterback. But when things go bad... We only get you for 10 minutes after an in-season decision to fire a coach. When you purchase the team, you want to go drink beers with the fan base. You want to say what's up because you're an everyman. You grew up poor. You had to work for everything. None of this was something that happened because of a hand-me-down. You had to work for all this stuff. You're blue-collar just like everybody else is, right? And then when things go poorly, you throw the drink and then walk away. You step behind the backdrop. You don't take Scott Fowler's questions at the press conference. Selfish, man. And David Tepper continuing to do this type of stuff. How is that incident something that I can look at and think, oh, okay, this franchise is in good hands. They're going to figure it out. The worst part about all of it is the fact that none of this is enough, Wes, to force the commissioner or the other NFL owners to force him out of the league. Cause that's not going to happen, okay? David Tepper is going to be the owner of the Carolina Panthers as long as he either has a big old scandal, Jerry Richardson, whatever. We've seen that before. But unless that happens, or David Tepper decides to create an even bigger profit, then he's going to be the answer of this. Uh, he's going to be the owner of this Carolina Panthers franchise. But I can't look at that guy and think, okay, there's a sound decision maker that I trust going
6: forward. No, you cannot. The only thing I could think of positive in this direction with him is that he has shown the aggression to want to go out and get players to make his team win, even though those decisions haven't come out very good. We know that he'll fire a coach if he feels like things aren't going right. So I guess maybe you could take a little bit from that and say, Hey, you know, this is a guy that still will do anything to win, and you can respect that. But the rest of it, like you said, drinking beers with fans, hanging out. If you want to be a every man, but you don't own up, you're not responsible. You're not relatable to the people because as soon as it hits the fan, you become rich guy. You deflect. You walk away. You don't want to answer questions. You freeze out reporters that are going to ask you the tough questions. And so those are the things, too, that – shows you the different sides of his personality is that, yeah, when it's going good, you know, I'm the every man, and I'm going to be front running and doing some of the things to make people think I'm one way. But then when it goes bad, I turn back into rich guy and let you know exactly where I stand in society. And so uh, this was just an instance, again, you know, f- for him to do something like that. It's just the thought process, the anger. And and that speaks to me in an anger issue that he has And Yeah, we all have tempers. We all get mad. We all do stuff. I get it. But for an owner that knows you got to go into situations knowing I got to hold myself to a higher standard and you're in Jacksonville with the windows open to your suite. You don't think fans are going to say stuff to you about your team, especially when they're beating the brakes off you. You don't think that they're going to say anything. You can't hold yourself above that and say, Hey man, you know, I'm going to take the high road here. Couldn't do that. And so I think that says a lot about him as well, that you're not, you know, qualifying the room. You don't understand it. I mean, God forbid, had he been in Philadelphia or San Francisco or Dallas or somewhere and tried something like that with the caliber of fans that they had. Well, and even the guys peeking over the window, he's not here for it. Right. Like, he's ready. I don't I don't know what go means.
5: I don't know what ready for the smoke means in this instance. I don't know if, if he saw it was David Tepper. He would be like, who knows? Right. But I know that he was interested enough to see who threw it, that he peeked over the window. And David Tepper wasn't there because he left. Exactly, because he bounced as
6: soon as he did it. And I know there is plenty. And do you think he thought he he was not going to get caught and that nobody saw it because that's what it seemed like to me. If you Probably, get up and well, walk and we off, we barely did to hit
5: to to somewhat of his point. Yep. We barely did. I mean that the video is not the most clear. It's clear enough for us to know David Tepper threw a drink, but it's not clear to I, like as we joke about it. I don't know what was in the cup. I don't know exactly who got hit. I I think we were talking where, yeah, that, that does seem to be the guy that did peek over the window. He was the guy that seemingly got hit by the drink, but there was enough there, but we barely did get it. And so maybe he did think that, and then as soon as he threw, he's like, "Well, I, I need to bounce." Or I don't know how much of this was calculated, how much things were going through his brain in real time. But I just know that he threw it and then bounced immediately. And speaking of finding the comedy in all of this, because it is hilarious, we are here for the jokes. You got some great ones on the text line. We got some great ones too. But Scott Fitterer just staring off into the distance. He is he is the biggest part of what I've seen from a joke standpoint. But also, if you are Scott Fitterer, like. Yeah, there is a level of me feeling for that dude because you're just standing right there next to him. What do you say? I, I probably would have been hilarious looking myself because I wouldn't know what to do. Like, you, you can't say anything to the fan. Oh, I'm sorry. He didn't mean to do it because like oh, clearly he did. Mm-hmm. You can't say I apologize on his behalf because you got your boss right. Oh, you want to speak up for me? Like what? What do you do? You just stand there and act like nothing happened. And that's what Fitterer did. And we're going to laugh at it because it's hilarious. But I can't tell you I would have done anything differently.
6: I probably would have just stood there the whole time as well. Like, okay. Right. I mean, and <laughs> I the fact that it's so bizarre. And I'm sure Fitterer thought that there's no way that this guy would do something like that. And after the fact, he was probably just sitting there like, man, did this really just happen?
5: I, can you imagine? Like going inside the brain, did my owner just throw a drink at somebody? Right. No. No way. Now, the funny joke is Scott Fitter reacted the way that he's been, you know, rolling about his uh, general manager. Uh, tenure this entire time doing nothing to help, right? <laughs> like, that's a joke. It's funny yeah. because Scott Fitter is actually really involved, too. He's in on every deal. It's, it's not quite the actual uh, personality that he comes with as the GM, but yeah, he hadn't done anything to help the franchise since he stepped foot in here. Last thing, so many people are writing in on the text line. Can you imagine what he does behind closed doors?
6: Exactly. That's another key part to this. When you see a small part of that temper, the fact that he would do something like that in the public You got to think about what type of guy this is behind closed doors. And like I said, pay attention to all the people that have gone from working under him since he's been under ownership for the Panthers and Charlotte FC. How many employees have gone? I mean, they said in the article that how many people around him, if you tell him the truth, he'll get rid of you. So you got to think that this is a man that does have anger issues. You want to open up the phone lines? Yeah, I'm down for that, too.
5: I'm. I want to open up the phone lines. Just remember, we would have to abide by FCC regulations. This is the one where people just might be so fed up because, I mean, this is, like, the press conference was bad, Wes. Uh, for some reason, like, I, I'm here for all of the funny stuff, but this is just, oh, my God. Yeah. Are you serious? Like, this, this feels worse to me from a, oh, we're bleeped standpoint. Like, oh, that guy's going to be the owner, and he's out here throwing drinks when you have a goose egg on the scoreboard. There's no coming back. I, there, there's no way you can feel good about this team.
0: You can hear Wes and Walker live and local every weekday afternoon from noon to 3. Sit tight and stay locked because instant replay continues next. Only on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNC. The exclusive home of the Charlotte Sports Fan. Instant replay on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Because great radio the second time around is always twice as nice. Earlier this afternoon on the Kyle Bailey Show.
7: Let's bring in a man who covered the game on Sunday. He covers all the games. He's always covering this team. In fact, he's the preeminent Carolina Panthers beat writer on the beat. At least we think so. The great Joe Person back with us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. Happy New Year, brother. How are you?
8: Yeah. Happy new year to you, man. You're, you're, you're right. I mean, I <laughs> sitting down Jacksonville on Sunday um, had come up from the, 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 locker room and there are any number of, of, really bad offensive narratives to, to write about that game. I mean, that was a historically bad offensive performance for this team. I mean, in, in what had been a terrible year of offensive performances, this was worse, the, the worst. Yeah. And, 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 and then, the whole J.C. Horn thing, I think, kind of got got pushed aside because of David Tepp. Yeah. I mean, J.C. Horn was clear and active and supposed to play in that game until pregame warm-ups and, you know, informed trainers and or coaches. He wasn't, he wasn't good to go. And so all of that, all of that, as you know, and as you so astutely suggested, pushed aside, swept under the rug uh, because of uh, the, the – the thrown drink by, by one David Tepper.
7: So I, let, let's just start with the obvious. He threw a drink at a fan. To me, it was trashy and classless and reckless and just unbefitting the owner of an NFL team. As, as Shannon Sharp said yesterday, these guys are expected to stay above the fray, uh, not potentially incite violence, which is very much what that could have done inside the stadium. But I digress. Joe, do you comp- can you compare this to anything you've ever seen covering the NFL? Because I'm not sure that I can.
8: You know, no, not not really. I know uh, Jonathan Jones and others made the comparison to Bud Adams with the flipping flip Austin awesome fans in 09, which is close, I guess. Um, it, I, I think a lot of things were at play Sunday, and, and <laughs> I think you know me well enough. None of this is even coming close to trying to rationalize what happened, just talking it through with you. It is kind of a weird setup there in Jacksonville. Like there's it, it, apparently there's really no buffer zone between Joe fan, Joe Jacksonville fan in this case, and the owner suite doesn't matter. <laughs> that, that, then you close your window, you walk away, you find another suite, you wa you come watch the game in the press box. Um, interestingly uh, on the jet jet. And interesting to me, probably not many other people. Scott Fitter, Dan Morgan, uh, Samir Suleiman, a bunch of guys with the Panthers' brass besides Tepper were listed as ha- having seats in the press box Sunday. They didn't sit there, obviously. But but uh, I don't know what was said between that fan and Tepper. It, it was interesting, the context clue in the background of the video, that it came right after the Bryce interception that sealed the game. So were they getting on Bryce? Were they just getting uh, on Tepper in general for, for how bad this team was on Sunday and, and throughout this season? I don't know, but it doesn't matter. I don't. It, I don't care what was said. Uh, you, you just pack up your things and 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 move on. And as you said, be above the threat.
7: Well, and that's the thing. Um... You know, for a guy who came from Pittsburgh, worked with the Roonies, I mean, does he, he can't honestly think this is the way that owners are supposed to act in the NFL. Right. I mean, he, he came from Pittsburgh, for God's sake. So to move the conversation along, what do they do to him? Is it justified, which we all know won't impact him in any way, shape or form financially? Do Does the league try to suspend him? But what, what, anything at all? What do they do here?
8: Well, I think in the void of, uh, of in this, in this space that, that it has uh, fallen without an apology where we've all kind of filled it with, you know, with what the hell's going on here, uh, type of sentiments that, and the league's not immune to that. They hear that. And so maybe they, maybe, maybe he sits this week 18 out, uh, interesting, interestingly, again, to me, uh, David Tepper wasn't at week eighteen last year. That was that was Steve Wilkes' final sort of, you know, audition, if you will. And down in New Orleans they won in in, you know, very kind of dramatic fashion with Eddie Pinheiro. And I still didn't get the whole deal on that. I, I do think they were interviewing Tepper was talking to, to Jim Caldwell maybe the next day back here at Charlotte. But if he is suspended this week, and, I, you know, I don't know whether it will be or not. It seems like that's probably on this. This is certainly on the table and that this could be the second week 18 in a row that uh, in this case, uh, involuntarily, uh, he sat out. So, um, yeah, I, it, 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 it was a bad look. I mean, it was uh, m- the column I wrote from Jacksonville. Was just this was a an embarrassing and yet somehow a fitting end to just what has been a disaster of a twenty twenty three. For David temper
7: It's well said. All right, so so getting back to the game, because we haven't spent a ton of time on the game. It was really bad. Uh I think the, I think everybody was bad. The offensive line started out terribly. Wide receivers couldn't make plays. Bryce missed a lot of throws. Uh the defense let a lot of plays get made by Jacksonville's offense. CJ Bethard cooked them at times. So everything we could agree. What was really really bad, but what was the most concerning thing? Let's say you saw offensively from Carolina Sunday, Joe. Because I'm not quite sure what the most concerning thing was. I think it was left tackle, but what do you think?
8: Yeah, that was where I was going. I mean, that, frankly, Icky Aquanu is one of the most concerning things I've watched all season, and it's uh, you know I-, I I thought he was a good pick when when he was made uh, a year ago, year and a half ago. Um, I, I thought his rookie season was pretty solid. It, you know, it, it wasn't without some warts. But boy, it, and, and there's been times this year where he's had some decent stretches of football. But but man, it, it, if you now add to the long list of what the Panthers need to address, it, if, if left tackle is now on that list, like this, that, that is a big problem for this organization. I mean, they already they already. Committed a top ten pick to to Ikey You know, what I mean, those guys just aren't sitting out there. You know, they're not hanging off of trees. You don't go get your left tackle. I mean, they tried that, right? Like we saw that what that looked like when when they were were trying to fill in the blanks with a without a left tackle for all those years. So I, that that was troubling. And and then i really just in general Sunday. It, it, that was the first game it looked like to me that there were just a lot of guys on that team that packed it in. And um, and I'm not referring just to, to J.C. Horn, um, but, but guys who actually played in the game. You know, the, the long touchdown run for, for Etienne, it, I saw some guys gave, to me, look like kind of substandard effort. And uh, C.J. Beathard, I mean, like, like you, got, you got run out of the, the arena. You got run out of the stadium by C.J. Beathard. And, uh, you know, and, and the 25th-ranked Jacksonville defense, like, they, this is not the 85 Bears. This is one of the, you know, the, a lower-tier defense in, in, in the NFL, and they just, you had no answer for them.
7: Joe person, the athletic he's with us on the body works plus guest hotline. Uh, Joe Bryce young got the ever shingle berries. I'm sorry about that smoke. Don't hit the button. Oof. Um, I'm very sorry about that. Uh, he got the ever bleat bleep beat out of him on Sunday. I nearly said a bad word. Um, <laughs> you could see him bleeding through his shirt. I mean, he had, he had to come off the field because he got sandwiched at one point. And this is not to excuse the deep balls that he missed or anything like that. But for me on Sunday, given the way that offensive line played or really didn't play in the first half, Yeah, he missed throws, but he also gave DJ Chark three straight opportunities to make big plays late in that game, and not an area one of those plays got made. I guess what I'm getting at is, yeah, it was all bad, but Bryce looked really good the week before. Did did he erase all of his own individual positivity with Sunday's performance against Jacksonville, or do you credit that more to the guys around him? What do you think?
8: I think a little of both. I mean, I am reminded of a a throw over the middle where he – missed Mingo and, and opened Jonathan Mingo very badly. Yes. And that I think, I think that's what prompted him to throw the tablet down, you know, in between series. And so, yeah, it, it was disappointing because I, I re- remember talking to someone be- before the game and it was like, what are you looking forward to seeing today? Like, you like to see Bryce Young put two good performances back to back because we hadn't really seen that this year. I mean, you could make the argument back, around Indy and Houston and that stretch maybe but um, to build on that 300 yard game against the Packers that you know obviously it did not happen not even close Um, so yeah all of this I guess guess as much as that would have been cool to see I don't know how much uh, how much of this even matters at this point where Bryce Young is concerned because they're tearing up this offense and he's learning another one starting in April uh, or, you know, on his own before that. Uh, so th- does it matter? Yeah. I mean, I guess, but, but really whether, whether it's Ben Johnson, Bobby Slowick, Frank Smith, that's, what's going to matter, you know, starting, you know, April, May, June of, uh, of this year.
7: All right. So you actually just let it perfectly before I let you go and ask you two quick things. Uh, you mentioned those three names, I think it was Johnson, Slowick, and Smith. Do you, do you think we're at, at a hundred at a 100% certainty that it's going to be another offensive minded head coach? Or could we see an Evero? Could we see a Mike McDonald from, from Baltimore? Let's say, is it, is it definitely going to be an offensive guy in your, your opinion?
8: No, I I can't say a hundred percent. No. I mean, I, I think certainly that seems to be the way it's going and leaning and all that. And, and that just, just like it was 12 months ago, I mean, here we are again, uh, you know, somebody. I've had a couple people mention Dan Quinn's name to me, and now maybe it's being driven by Scott Fitter and Dan Morgan, who worked with Dan Quinn in Seattle. Uh, because if it is Dan Quinn, then they might get to stick around. Uh, but but listen, Dan Quinn's a good coach. I mean, it, it, it you know, beyond whatever the connection is here, you know, he's probably going to. I mean, he's had offers before, at least to interview, and it pro- we'll get him again. But you know, I, I don't know who's his offensive coordinator. I guess is the question. That that was the question. They want you know they wanted to know of Steve Wilkes last year. Uh, yeah, that's what Tepper wanted. Who's who's your OC? Uh, and obviously, Tepper didn't like the, the the names or the answers that Wilkes gave him. And so here we are a year later. Uh, but no, I I think it'll be an offensive guy. But I would never say never
7: with this crowd. Is there, last thing, is there a big blockbuster type move in this offseason for them? And I'm not asking you to predict one specifically, maybe a a couple of scenarios that you see as possible, but, you know, be it trying to get back into the first round, trading for a playmaking wide receiver, hiring a new general manager, even like, is is there a blockbuster move ahead over the next couple of months?
8: I mean, I I think my sense is that they're going to be hiring a new general manager, although people in the building... Still seem to think that that Scott Fitter could survive, uh, and so we'll see. That's going to play out here in the next six days. Um, yeah, I think I think whoever comes in here, whoever the next head coach is, and if it is a head coach GM parent they're going to want to make a big time stamp on on this roster. So you could see some jettisoning of, of players that that seemed untouchable in this by, by this regime. And I, you know, is that a, is that a tag and trade of Brian Burns? Maybe that, that, that seems to be the most obvious one. So I'll, I guess I'll mention that one first, but uh, yeah, I think, I think, I think, I don't think, I think it is going to be an eventful offseason. Let me just put it like that.
7: Joe Person, the athletic Panthers beat writer. You're the best. We appreciate you, brother. We'll talk to you soon. Happy new year.
8: Tune into
0: instant replay when the audio was so good, it has to be heard again. Only on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ, the
2: exclusive
0: home of the Charlotte Sports Fan.